0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. We change directions now as we talk about a local company that's providing an important service for underserved, low-income, and chronically ill people. It's a mail-order pharmacy based in Maryland Heights. Its name is Rx Outreach, and with me in studio is its president, Daryl Munden. Daryl, thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. You know, the first thing that came to my mind when I heard about uh, your company was, my God, they're taking on Express Scripts. And then you dig a little deeper into the story and come to find out that Express Scripts is really played a big role in your company.
1: They, they actually have. Yeah. Um, so our genesis or the beginning for us is uh, actually through Express Scripts. And this program actually has a, a fairly long history beyond just where we separated out as a, a separate organization in 2010. It was actually in 2004 there, there were employees within Express Scripts that said, can't we do something of good to be able to help uh, those that are out there in need? So that was the beginning of Rx Outreach. And um, it was in the latter part of 2009 that my predecessor came up with the idea of taking the program and spinning it off as a separate nonprofit company. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And um, it was amazing as to how quickly that thought in that white paper that was presented to Express Scripts ended up as a uh, real action in separating this program from the company.
0: I think it was Henry Kaiser who said find a need and fill it. And uh, he he did pretty well and that's exactly what you're doing. Talk a little bit about the need. We discussed
1: this off the air, but there's a tremendous need for to serve these people. Absolutely. Now, you can go to the big numbers from a national perspective and see, you know, we prior to the Affordable Care Act t- uh, 47 million Americans were uninsured or underinsured and you know, then after that there was 23 million But just in your day-to-day life, there are friends, there are neighbors, there are church members, and you may not know it, but they are all, many are impacted by the affordability or the lack thereof of a medication. And so our mission as an organization is to provide affordable medication to people in need. And um, so that need is great, and and what we understand as well is that there's an interconnectedness uh, that exists, and I call it the equation of life. Someone who has medication, lower income, and we serve people that are up to 300% of the federal poverty level, so a single person, 36000 a family mm-hmm. of $472,000. And then some person has medication needs, but they also have to pay for gas. They have to pay for the utilities. And they're trying to make this whole puzzle work. And so for us, being able to solve in that particular area is very important, and it does allow them to make that equation work a little bit
0: better and we're talking about people in this category who are of all races needless to say but i bring that up because we did a program here yesterday on the uh, the inequity in in income uh, particularly involving black versus white americans uh, in this region they make about half of what a white worker makes
1: these are the people you've got to get to absolutely these people um and in in there's a growing need that takes place in rural communities and that that's because The services that uh, were there um, may no longer be there, that being um, hospitals uh, that are being shut down, uh, that being independent pharmacies that uh, may no longer be there. And so for us, we're an ideal solution because we're a mail-order pharmacy and we can get to those locations that people can't uh, easily get to.
0: Yeah, we can't forget Medicaid in the state of Missouri either because that's causing a lot of those hospitals to close and causing hurt for, for a lot of people. How specifically, Daryl, does it
1: work? So it's, it's pretty easy, and we, we, we want to make it um, as user-friendly and easy as possible. So an individual gets a prescription and uh, from their physician or their doctor, um, the clinic, and many of the people that utilize our program actually go to free and charitable clinics all across the United States and here in Missouri. They get that prescription they can either have it e-prescribed over to us or they can be mailed in to us. And then um, we will fill the medication. And so we have a 31,000-square-foot operation, hmm. and we do everything from start to finish. Fill that medication, ship it out to them. And there's a one-page application. But they can fulfill that by either going online themselves and, and completing that, calling our call center and speaking to a, one of our advocates. And uh, once that's done... They'll be accepting into the program, and then that whole process kicks off with the prescription. When you talk about
0: low-cost medications, what are we talking about? What's the difference between what you're offering and what's otherwise available out there?
1: Sure, there are many. To give <clears> you, <throat> there are uh, many medications on our program that you can get a six-month supply for twenty dollars, <laughs> and uh, these are chronic generic medications, and they're the same medications that you would uh, go to a, re- a major retail establishment, and also purchase. The difference for us is that we're a not-for-profit. We're mission-driven. And for a for-profit organization, obviously they have shareholders they answer to. But for us, we're answering to those patients and trying to make a difference in their lives. Where do you get the uh, pharmaceuticals? So we're part of a group purchasing organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're, we're in partner with others in, in aggregating our, our spend and uh, so those same manufacturers supplying just about any other retail establishment are the same ones that we're using.
0: Are all of the, uh, the medications that you're talking about generic? You mentioned generic,
1: but are they all? No, they're not. We have a small mm-hmm. slice of our medications that uh, are brand. We have some great partnerships with some pharmaceutical manufacturers that understand that the cost of medication um, where it is, is a, is a struggle for many. And so we run uh, several patient assistance programs for those uh, manufacturers to make medications affordable and that's where some of the brand gets inserted into our process.
0: The, uh, you mentioned the pharmaceutical industry working with you. The Pharmaceutical industry often gets a bad rap because of uh, the exorbitant prices in, in so many cases. Uh, interesting that they're working with
1: you. Yeah, they, they do. And so there's, there's a good side uh, to the organizations as well. Many of them do have patient assistance programs for the brand medications. Um, there are co assistance programs that are out there as well. All of those things work together to make medication affordable. And yes, there are some that are partnering with us to help us further our mission.
0: Well, the name of the company is RX Outreach. We have to take a break. We'll do that uh, now and come back with uh, Darrell Munden, who is the president of that organization. Uh, As you have been hearing, it is a company that is providing low-cost medications to the people uh, who are most in need, who who can least afford medications under most circumstances. Back in a moment to continue. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Welcome back as we continue our conversation on Rx Outreach, the St. Louis mail-order pharmacy. Uh, Darrell, how are you
1: working with, um, with Medicare and Medicaid, or, or, or do you? Well, we don't work directly with them, per se. Um, if individuals are on Medicare, and this is where we find um, that with Medicare patients, uh, where we provide our services... Many times um, they get into the donut hole probably around the uh, third quarter of the year. Mm-hmm. And at that point, when they're in that donut hole, they have the responsibility for p- bearing the full burden of those prescription medications. Mm-hmm. And so many of them turn to us at that time because we are a very affordable option and get medications from us until either the year completes or they come out of that donut hole. Mm-hmm.
0: The donut hole being that, uh, that process, of, what is it, uh, it's the D part of the, uh, of the whole process whereby you can get prescription drugs.
1: Right. It, and you have to have a 2900 approximately $2,900 spend. Then you get into that gap. And in order to get out of that gap, you have to have about a total of $5,000 in spend.
0: It's complicated. It is. It's is a very complicated process. People complain about it uh, all the time.
1: What about Obamacare? You know, the, um, and, and we, we take the position with Obamacare, we were impacted by Obamacare um, in the fact that Medicaid expansion, there were patients that we would ordinarily serve that were now part of Medicaid, and that was great because they had the services that they needed, the medications and access and all the like. <clears throat> um, it, it did have an impact where we were no longer serving those patients, and, um, uh, but it, it, that's the good. And so we have grown our organization still because there's still so much need out there beyond even though those that were benefited by the Obamacare.
0: I have some numbers here that I think are pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Your company claims that it's uh, saved some $320 million, I think, for folks. Is that
1: an accurate number? Uh, that's actually a little understated. I'll give you – it's about um, $572 million since inception.
0: That's uh, obviously a lot of money. You're serving more than 70,000 people in in all 50 states. That is correct. Right. One question that came to my mind as I was uh, looking over some information on this is, I suppose that among the medications that you would distribute, opioids would be a part of that. And if so, that's a problem these days. Are there any controls
1: that you have to put in because of that? Well, we don't actually... um... Uh, dispense any opioids, any Schedule Two medications. That's where they fall, and we do that. We don't do that because um, the population that we're serving and uh, the potential for diversion and the like. We do have controlled medications, though, for other reasons, and um, we do have very strict controls, a separate cage and processing. So there are there are very stringent measures, even for those that are not up to the level of opioids. Are you getting a lot of people? Uh, uh, ab- applying to become a part of this process uh, online? I notice that's one of three ways they can do it. Yes, we are. We, we have continually, and as we're averaging about um, almost 900, close to 1,000 patients a week that uh, apply to our program. Hmm. That's, that's an impressive number. Yeah. Um, how do others in the pharmaceutical field feel about you? You know, um, they they feel good that we're here. As a matter of fact, in working with um, manufacturers, f- for example, or working with, um, uh, and let's kind of spur off and talk about uh, the other advocacy agencies and medical uh, clinics and the like, they are happy that there is a resource available in this space. Mm-hmm. And they're happy, for example, on a, on a pharmaceutical manufacturer perspective, to be able to say, um, if I can't help you, I can refer you to this organization that can help you. So we're that referral option uh, that people will point to to help people uh, when they're in their time of need.
0: So, so all of your funding then comes from uh, third-party donors, if you will?
1: As a matter of fact, we're 99.9% self-funded. And that comes from the uh, the nominal fees, like I mentioned earlier, that we charge our patients for those medications. Last year, we shipped 353,000 uh, prescriptions all across the United States, 90-day and 180-day prescriptions. And those fees for those medications are what largely allows us to operate our entire operation over the course of the wow. year. What about transfer of prescriptions? Yes, that, we, we, have a, we do uh, accept transfers, and we will have um, material and literature on our website and our representatives um, also have information, and they can take that information uh, to help facilitate the transfer of prescriptions.
0: We will put uh, a link to your website on our website at stlpublicradio.org so folks can, uh, can uh, reach you that way. Um, so much of what you're talking about can happen online and does happen online, one of the things I think has to be mentioned is there are a lot of people out there who are not online savvy and and may not have the wherewithal to own computers. Right. Uh, just give me a little more
1: specifics on the other ways that they can sure. get at you. So we have a call center with about um, 25 individuals, and we take over 10,000 calls on a weekly basis. In, Mar-
0: in Maryland Heights? All of this in Maryland Heights? All of this in Maryland Heights. Uh-huh.
1: And so um, that's the other way that someone can get to us is to actually call Rxireach, and that's one eight eight one eight 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 R X O one two three four. And by calling that number, someone will take their call. And typically, the calls are about, well, do you carry this medication? Uh, can I enroll? And all of those things, because we do serve a senior, um, a more skewed senior population, who prefer the call. We can accommodate as, uh, that as well, and. Um, so then, by working through other advocacy agencies like two area agencies on aging, and the like, they can also get information and, and pursue getting into our program.
0: My understanding is, and again, my, my numbers may be a little dated by now, but that you have about some six hundred different medications that you're working with. Does that sound right? Um, is, is that something a number that is added to, and then what is that process? If in fact it works that way.
1: Sure, it is. Um, so. To give you a kind of a measure, when we spun off back in 2010, we probably had 300 different drug strengths of medication. We currently have over 800 different drug strengths of medication on our formulary. And what we do is we analyze what the needs are. And as medications also come off patent, we will look to add those and um, defray or reduce the cost so that if someone needs that, that, uh, uh, that brand medication or that particular medication that just came off patent, we will try to get it and we will price it well below where the market is so that it's affordable for our patients and and it's true to our mission.
0: What about quality control? A lot of the medications in this country are made abroad, and uh, there have been some cases in in recent years in which they have been criticized and and suspect even. What's your quality control like?
1: Well, see, and that's the good thing for us is that um, part of our GPO, that's their responsibility as well in in contracting with providers that have and satisfy uh, the quality measures, and so there will be where if there is a an issue that they will stop, and um, there are also FDA inspections that take place at these facilities. All of those things are in place to ensure. a a supply chain that has integrity and quality built Mm -hmm.
0: into it. You have another operation, which I just learned about during our last break, and that is a program uh, dealing with ex-offenders. Is that a
1: national program also? That is not yet a national program, Uh but that is a Missouri-specific program, and uh, that's where, um, in partnership with the Department of Corrections, Corizon, and Rx Outreach, when an ex-offender leaves one of the correctional facilities here in Missouri, they will obtain a 30-day supply. Through fundraising, we actually provide another 60 days of medications for a total of 90. The 90-day supply is important because that's typically how much time it takes for someone making that transition to find, uh, to find a clinical home and, and then begin seeing and receiving service.
0: What was going on that caused you to look in, the, in this direction?
1: Well, there was a gap. And when you talk to those that really uh, work in this area, um, I think there was a quote that I, I remember that this has been a problem for the 30 years that I've been doing this. And and uh, so in order to be able to help people, because what we've also found out is that many of those ex-offenders, about 50 percent that we've served thus far, have mental health conditions. So this is a safety, uh, community safety plus ensuring that an individual um, is able to have the medications to stay healthy, and that's what prompted us to look at this. How long has that been going on? This has been going on since uh, 2016, around April of 2016.
0: Any idea how many how many people you've you've worked with on this?
1: Uh, probably about 2,000, and um, about 6,000 prescriptions have been provided through this program to them. We, we
0: talked a little bit uh, prior to going on the air about, uh, and also shortly uh, a little bit on the air, about uh, the importance of health care in the populations that we're talking about. We've done many programs on that. From your vantage point and your perspective, what are some of the things that are impacted by people who don't have access to the proper health care, i.e. medications?
1: Yeah, I think it's a, there's an interconnectedness here that, um, you know, for example, if an employer has an employee that doesn't show up from work, well, what could that be? Could it be that they didn't have the access to the medications um, that they need in order to be um, a viable employee that can come to work? It is it and I know personally for us as an organization, um, we've recently made a change we We provide um, a free medication pro- program for our employees full time and part time. Mm-hmm. and uh, because we understand the need to be healthy. Not only at work, but even in your own home life and for your family, for your community, there are uh, the burden far reaches or reaches past just the that family and into the community because we all are impacted uh, when the populations of people uh, lower income as well because they're going to show up in an emergency room, and if they do, does that show up in your premium cost and so there there's that we need to be mindful of. Of being able to help them, not only because it's the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. because it will show up somewhere. uh, One of the places it shows up, and again, we've talked about this
0: on this program, I know you're aware of the For the Sake of All report, which showed that uh, zip codes that can be just a couple of miles uh, apart can show a disparity in life expectancy of up to 18 years, and that's all related to health care. Sure, it is.
1: Uh, life expectancy um, shortened by a significant degree just because I live here versus there is uh, not where we want to be.
0: Why wouldn't you have remained a part of Express Scripts? I mean, it's it's, it's there. It's a giant, and uh, it has
1: all the tools that you would have to have. It would, and um, you know, I it it really was a question about um, how inclined would those that we work with um, be to support us or give us more support outside of the for-profit environment versus being a not-for-profit. Mm-hmm. And so we just, we thought, and uh, it has proven to be t- the case, that by spinning off and becoming a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. we can rally more support for our cause. And... Um, and then that allows us to expand and provide greater services.
0: We, we've we been hearing recently about uh, plans by some of the people at the top of the economic pyramid in this country uh, to establish their own health care system. I'm thinking of Warren Buffett and some of the other people that he's associated with.
1: Um, what's, what's your take on that? And would that sort of thing impact you? You know, I think that um, – so if you're talking about that and you're talking – and see, that's a conversation that we sometimes within our organization say is above the line. We draw a line. There's mm-hmm. there's some people that will not be impacted by these conversations because they're going to do that for the people that may be in the workforce, that may have the extension of of benefits, um, health care, and the like, and then making that more affordable to them. So there could be some cascading effect from that. But the people that we are also serving – are those that are working two part-time jobs. They're catching the bus. and Or it's a traditional working family that has an, a burdened amount of medications. And uh, so I think it's admirable. I think that there could be some benefit. There's a lot to be figured out. Um, but I don't think that it's going to directly impact that population that we're targeting. And,
0: and yet it could have significant impact on the health care operation in the country and, and basically kind of shove government aside, it looks like to me.
1: It could, and um, you know so if it if it um, creates competition that can create uh, reduce cost and it improves the service, all for it, and if we can get some tangible benefit uh, that we can apply to the people that we're serving, we'll be standing right there. Where do you go from here? you know we um, so we talk about um, the seventy thousand patients that we serve. we know that there are many more. Americans that are out there that need our services, so our goal is to find the right way to get to them and um, and then to also create partnerships that allow us to further reduce the cost of medications for even even though we think that we have a good tool, a good operation, a good formulary, we want to be able to do more. And so, where do we go? We go from state to state with our healthy transitions program. We look for more and more partnerships to be able to further the services that we provide and the impact that we have. Uh, we only have a few seconds left. Why Maryland Heights? The operation was there. It's a great place for us. Um, and um, and it was all $7 million of assets were there. And that's where we are and that's where we remain. Well, you've got to be very proud
0: about how much has been accomplished in a very short period of time and the number of people across the entire country that you've helped. We,
1: we are, and I'm going to use the word we because we have a great team. Dedicated to this mission and uh, look to execute it every day.
0: Well, I want to thank you so much, uh, Daryl, uh, D- uh, Daryl Munden, for being with us. Um, it- it's fascinating to hear what you're doing out there, and it's always good to hear when you have successful operations working in our own neighborhood. Thank you so much. The name of the thank company you. is RX Outreach. This is St. Louis on the air on St. Louis Public Radio, ninety point seven KWMU. <laughs>